Okay, so we're back with Murder, Mayhem, and the Military. I'm Jessica, and this is Nick, and Hello. we're here to talk about another cover-up. Now, I was bravely mistaken the last podcast saying that I thought James Forrestal might have been one of the first cover-ups we recorded. Well, I found one a few years earlier. And of course, it was by a very famous military, most military know, who General Patton is. Who's Patton? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into it. So, of course, most people know that Patton was... A badass. He was general over all of the 3rd Army, which is now 3rd Corps, in World War II. And basically, that was over the European theater. Which is why they say Patton's own. He was... Many people believe he was, was responsible for successfully driving the Nazis out of France and liberating Paris after D-Day. And driving him out of Africa. Yes. However, uh, as good as he was as a soldier and leading soldiers, he was not diplomatic. And he made a lot of en enemies. He wasn't PC, let's say. <laughs> no. And one of the biggest ones was, of course, he was very outspoken against his hatred for the communists. And he made it very known when he had a lot of diplomacy dinners and things like that. Pat made it clear that he thought the communists were dirt and they didn't deserve to live. <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite, like right there at the end of the movie they did based on him. It was like the Russian general wanted to drink with him. He's like, I wouldn't want to drink. I don't want to drink with him or any other red communist son of a bitch. Well, so not only was he making enemies, uh, you know, in Europe and, you know, he was also making them at home. And one of the biggest things he did was he slapped not one but two soldiers for being shell shock. Well, it's debatable whether they were shell shocked or not. Okay, so, you know, of course we all know when D Day happened, and the close of the war was in September of 1945. Right before the close of the war, they asked for Patton to come back to the States and kind of do like a bond tour where he was going around, shaking hands. Kissing babies. Uh, pretty much, and he... He was the star-spangled man with a plan. <laughs> he definitely made his displeasure known, and this was the time where he did end up slapping the, the two soldiers. Uh, well, I thought the first soldier was in Africa. It might have been, but the one, the because one they caught on... on tour, you're not gonna, if you're shell-shocked, you're just a pussy. Right, yeah. I mean, PTSD is a thing, but he's like, oh, I'm shell-shocked. You're not even at war. You're at back here in the states. Yeah, so I'm looking here at one of my articles, and so General Eisenhower considered Patton a liability in public relations nightmare after he slapped a shell shock soldier in the Walter Reed Hospital for being a coward. And if I believe this correctly, he actually did it while he was like on the news. <laughs> yeah, because the only one they show, the only time they showed him slapping anyone in the movie, which, like I said, that's a movie still, but it's essentially a. By auto, not autobiography, 
biopic or biopic or whatever. Yeah. But it was like, I think it was like when he was in Africa and he smacked the hell out of him to try to get the fight back into him. Yeah. I mean, he was good at what he did, but he, he had a very unique ways of, of doing so. And he was not diplomatic, and he pretty much let you know if you were a bastard, he told you you were a bastard. And... Does that sound like anyone you know? <laughs> so, anyway. So, so after the war, he go, you know, towards the end of the war, he goes on this bond tour... Now, come after the actual cease of the war, they send Patton back into Germany. And this is October, November time frame of 1945. And it's to kind of help close everything off, make sure everything's peaceful, and go on. And he's excited to be back in Germany with the soldiers. Yeah, yeah I remember when they first brought him into World War II, he... His, this campaign started off in North Africa because the British were getting their shit fucking asses kicked over there. Now, uh, for the last year of his life, he had one driver, and his name was Horace Lynn Woodring, better known as Woody. And this is important because Woody's instrumental in the accident. And so anyhow, Woody was a PFC, and he got injured... Um, in the war, and so he wasn't able to be on the front line, so that's why they assigned him to be his General Patton's driver. Patton died after World War II was over, though. I know, did you not hear me? September 9th of 1945 was when the World War II officially was over. Okay. And... Yeah. And then... And October 7th of 1945, he goes back into Germany. So, to, to do kind of like a plea. Uh, it, basically, what it says here is, he called it to be kicked upstairs to command the 15th Army at HQ in Bad Neumheim. Uh, so, they had no, uh, like... No line, you know, front line, but they are more paper armies and more researching past campaign and historical. So, yeah, so he died after. So this is after the war is actually over. So he's going back over there to help with post-war uh, things. Which that's surprising because he wanted to go after Russia. This may be one of the reasons why he wanted to go, so maybe he thought if he was closer to Russia, he could actually do it. But yes, he did want to go after Russia, and it made that very clear. So, uh, you know, so when he was at the 15th Army, so he was at, you know, 3rd Corps, and the 15th Army, he had planned to leave December 12th of 1945 to go back to America. Gotten over his initial rage to resign from the army. So basically, he was ready to retire. You know, the war is over. And at this point, he's 60. So he's kind of towards that, I'm ready to retire. You know, you have to remember, he also served in both World War One and World War Two. So... Wasn't he in the Spanish-American War Two? Uh, Possibly. I would have to actually look that up. But I, I do know 
from some of my stuff, and I will quote it. I think I forgot last time. Yeah, because if he was in his 60s right after World War II, mm -hmm. yeah, he was probably in the Spanish-American War. Yeah, he was 60 when he died. Okay, so so December 12th, uh, you know. Because he was an old cab officer. I mean, dating back to when they were still riding horses. I know, I know. And it, it talks about he, he does have some head, old head injuries from falling off of horses and whatnot. I wonder if he was drunk. Well, maybe. It wasn't the fucking ball shot in his ankle. He fell off the fucking horse drunk. So, so now on December 9th, Woody remembers, he called it the saddest day of his life. Well, anyhow, Major Major General Horbert R. Gay, so General Gay was Patton's loyal chief of staff, and they said, hey, let's go hunting. And Patton was like, hey, that sounds like a great idea, so they go hunting. Woody was called out to prep his general's limousine, and which was a 1938 Cadillac Model 75. Patton and Gay were both avid hunters, and so they went out hunting near Manaheim. Sergeant Joseph Spruce was also there, and Patton's hunting dog also came along. They also visited some Roman ruins on the way. However, the first stop was Patton's last ride. Uh, it was only about after five miles when he saw General Key's car, and they stopped on the side of the road to help him. Now the next stop was Roman Ruins. So basically they spent the whole day. And so they're coming back into post when this is when things get a little bit dicey. So they're coming back onto post and Patton first waits for a passing train. And so they get back onto post and they're slowing down after they get off the train. And right on the right hand side is a quartermaster depot so basically a supply and so anyhow was, was a private stuff and you get some head like fluid <laughs> so anyway so woody who as i said he was his driver he was injured i say i think it said he had like trench foot or something that's why he ended up being general patton's driver imagine that you freaking stop general goes why are you stopping oh sir i gotta get some head like fluid so they're, they're going pretty slow. It's a back, you know, it's a road where like think the speed limit's fairly low. And so anyway, they're going in front of this quartermaster battalion. And then all of a sudden this deuce and a half or two and a half ton for non-veterans folks just comes out of nowhere, cuts them right off. And he wasn't able to, to turn or anything and they slammed right into it. And as I showed you the picture earlier, this car was pretty mangled up, and I'll try to get a picture of that and post it on the Facebook group, because um, this car was pretty messed up. And now, how it was sitting was Woody was in the front, General Gay was in the passenger, and Patton and his dog was in the back seat. I don't know what happened to the dog. <laughs> Our dog's not paying attention. <laughs> anyway, so Woody and General Gay pretty much 
they have, and yeah, I should have turned off my notifications. Boops. Anyway, Woody and General Gay. Uh, limited injuries, bruises, whatnot. But Patton, he has a major scalp wound. And he had broke his neck. And, but he was still talking. He goes, well, I think I'm paralyzed. Well, this is one, one hell of a way to go, was one of his <laughs> words before they loaded him up into the ambulance. Uh, medics were called. They loaded him up and brought him to Frankfurt to the hospital. Now, see, so this is where things get a little weird, is he was paralyzed from the head down. So he was going to be quadrupleted. But otherwise, he was making a recovery. So he knew he was going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. However, uh, there was, you know, his scalp wound was healing. Everything else was fine. So they had planned on releasing him to his wife, Beatrice, who had flew over from the States to be with him. They planned to release him to Beatrice to go back to the States. Obviously, he was going to be wheelchair-bound. And this is on the 10th day. Well, all of a sudden, on the 11th day of being in the hospital, he starts to coat, which means his heart stops beating and he's having trouble breathing. And nobody really knows why, because as I said, he was making, other than his obvious paralysis, there wasn't like anything else going on but you have to think this is 1945 they didn't have ct scanners and mris and things like that so could there have been something after the accident possible however there is a round that many believe he was poisoned and i'll get into why once my theories these aren't just my theories or several theories so and unfortunately he passed on the 12th day of being in the hospital and he was laid to rest with some of his other troops on December 24th, 1945, in Germany. He specifically said he wanted to be buried with his troops, the troops that had lost their lives in Germany. And this is when they were still burying soldiers, basically where they had fallen, or close to where they had fallen. So that was kind of what he wanted. I thought he was buried in Arlington. Well, this is what it says here. I mean, I mean, they could have exhumed him. Or maybe he's like Lincoln and they've buried parts of him everywhere. Lincoln wasn't freaking like... Vlad Tepesh. Uh-huh. No, his grave is at the Lincoln Memorial. That's why it's called the Lincoln fucking Memorial. Eight no, times. there's, there's par parts of him in other places. I visited him when I was in Illinois. Anyway. Because I remember they freaking, uh, his, uh, they were worried about his grave being stolen and about his body being stolen and they dug it up and they found that he was still there in his grave with like a, the flag had actually already started to wear away. Now, if we want to talk about the driver of the deuce and Lincoln, half. Lincoln, not Patton. Half. Uh, well, yeah, he's in Luxembourg. 
See, I do my research. <laughs> no, I thought they moved his body to Arlington. So, the, the truck driver was Robert Thompson, and he was said to be drunk. And, and the funny part is there's, there's not a lot of stuff. So, so, a lot of the things went missing after about this accident. All reports pertaining to the accident have vanished from the National Archives. So, most people don't know. And pretty much, Johnson was never heard of again after this. So, like, most people don't know what happened to him or, or whatnot. He went back to his comrades. Well, there's another theory. So, okay, so, um, for, you know, so General Patton passes away after spending 12 days in the hospital. He's buried in Luxembourg on December 24th. And, you know, so now we have the theories that many believe... One of the first theory is the Russians were paid to take him out. And this is an interesting theory. However, you have to think at this point, Patton was getting ready to retire. He didn't have any, like, he wasn't any threat to the Russians. It's not like he could personally nuke him. Yeah, he wanted to, and he made a very... <laughs> he didn't want to nuke him. He just wanted to go and fight him. Well, regardless, he couldn't do that. Like, he couldn't do that by himself. I mean, if they would have let him do it right after we kicked Germany's ass, Russia probably would have got their ass kicked because, one, we probably wouldn't have been as cocky or stupid as Hitler. I mean, I want to say that. I mean, we very well could have because what hurt Hitler was that Russians essentially did what... Uh, that freaking general that Napoleon was trying to get. I can't he think of trip. He, he, Hitler essentially got Napoleon. He kept sending his troops in. Russia kept falling back and falling back, burning the cities along, not leaving him anything. And his troops weren't prepared for the freaking winter. I mean, it's essentially what Sam Houston did to freaking Santa Ana during the Texas Revolution, too. Well, I mean, we got a, a, a few things, you know, but you have to think, as I said, Russia was also, a, you know, James Forrestal, our, our last guy, he also made it very known, and he was the Secretary of Defense. So, yes, Patton could have made these things, but I'm saying if, the sec if they didn't go after the Secretary of Defense, who, well, at the time, he wasn't Secretary of Defense anymore, but he actually had some pool compared to Patton. Who, I mean, he's a general, but it's not like he could personally do anything other than if he personally decided to go take out Stalin. But, um. Yeah, because Russia's army, yeah, they came in, they were able to come in and take out Germany. That was after Germany had already split their tail and were fighting the war on two fronts. Uh, many believe, people believe that Truman should have took more of a aggressive stance against Russia from the get-go, not fighting them through Korea. We, they should have taken Russia head-on, and so that was kind of one of the theme. Yeah, and the last really one... fighting them in Korea. He's like, yeah, they did lend a hand, but to the North Korea, but in the end, it was mainly North Korea and China. I know, but most people still think that Truman should have just fought the commies head-on and not went into the Cold War, which is just a Awkward staring contest. Well, we can talk about that another time because that'll end up getting us off track. I mean, yeah. A whole bunch of things. Like, I can understand why we didn't 
It's like, especially freaking Britain and our other allies that have been doing it for a lot longer than we have because we didn't officially enter the war until 1940. I mean, I'm pretty sure we had troops over there in Europe. Yeah, many had volunteered. And, uh, assisting, quote-unquote assisting, before then, but... And it was like, they had pretty much had enough. It's like, it's over, we're done. So it pretty much just would have been us and Russia. Maybe a few other nations. Well, honestly, I don't know. And the thing is, but the thing is, Patton couldn't have instrumentally, I mean, he could say all day long that he wanted to, to fight the Russians, but I'm saying he doesn't have some pull, so why would the Russians, unless they were offended by him, which probably <laughs> would take him out, so, that's the first theory. And then the second theory is circumstantial evidence points to assassination plot led by the former director of the OSS. And if you don't know who the o what the OSS is... They essentially became the S C CIA. CIA. I almost said CSI for a second. CIA. <laughs> they, and they went from being spies to crime scene detectives. <laughs> and his name was General Wild Bill Donovan. And so, basically, he had... He was very friendly, and some people believe that he was actually a double agent because um, he was very friendly with Stalin. So you think for, even though they weren't technically the CIA yet, that for someone heading such an organization that they would take a stance against someone like Stalin, but he was actually very pro-Stalin. And then an ex... I'm guessing he was a Democrat. I don't know. An ex-special okay, ops... Okay, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. We don't need to get political on here. No, an ex-special ops WW2 spy named Douglas Bazada confessed that he was ordered to kill Pat and make it look like an accident. So basically, he tried to stall the car, um, and that obviously failed. Well, it, you know, it almost succeeded. I mean, they paralyzed Patton. and so he says that he tried to jam something in the in the car, even though there was no proof that that happened. I'm guessing maybe like in the engine block or something for it to stall and they get in a wreck. Although there was evidence that this Johnson was very drunk and driving a deuce and a half. Which anybody drunk driving a deuce and a half is not a good mix. Well, you drove him sober? <laughs> Anyhow, so he, so he drove this thing. I don't condone drinking and driving, by the way. <laughs> That was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Definitely do not drive a, a large truck of that size. Don't drive any truck of any size drunk. Yeah, especially that size. <laughs> anyway, so he... I'm laughing, but I'm not taking away from it because General Patton did not deserve this, even though he was, uh, you know, a great soldier. And he wasn't very diplomatic. He did not deserve how he went out. So with that being said, so, you know, Bazada says that he fooled with a car. Did that, what led to that car crash? Honestly, we don't know. There was no evidence stating that. But this is also 1945, so you have to think things are not as advanced. You know, they don't have cell phone records. They don't have all these things to, to prove that this was the case. They just have this weirdo who's claiming that he killed Patton. So then he said he went to the hospital and then thus poisoned him. 
and he was paid $10,000. However, the $10,000, there was proof that he was paid $10,000 shortly. And he was, there was records of him being in Germany at the time. So there is circumstantial evidence, as I said, that points that towards... when Germany was first split up between the East and West, so it wasn't that tough to fucking get over. Well, I know, but I'm just saying he was there at the time. And so we, we, that's why I said we have a lot of circumstantial evidence that's pointing towards this CIA uh, or OSS uh, plot to take him out. Because basically... As John McClane would say, spy shit. Pretty much. And, you know, he... A lot of the people up above, including Eisenhower, they believe they wanted the controversial war horse or whoever you want to call him, war hero, dead after he vocally agreed, disagreed with post-WW2 policy, which we already talked about, and particularly in what Stalin was doing. And so, you know, that's when Stalin was, you know, the commies were really gaining traction. You know, he didn't want to have time to recover. And we and get like that. Got time to recover, and look what happened. We know that, but unfortunately, Truman, Eisenhower, and all them. Well, Eisenhower, he was just a general at the time. Right. And it was like the president says to do something, he had to pretty much do it. Right. That's why I said Eisenhower, but that's why he worked with Forrestal. Now, Forrestal was the Secretary of Defense. Well, he hadn't quite been the Secretary of Defense, but he was actually the Secretary of Navy at this time. So, um, that's why he was kind of, you know, instrumental. And he was also very uh, outspoken about communists. And we already talked about it, that there could have been some very sharp just KGB running out of this hospital room. Now, there was no record of, like, Someone who wasn't supposed to be there going into Patton's hospital room. But, however, this wasn't like Forrestal's where it was, you know, a big commotion or nurses were right there. You know, there was no no, but it doesn't mean anything. Many people came and visited Patton. So, someone could have gotten into his room and, and poisoned. We don't know. Yeah, it could have been a lot of things. It could have also been a... Just gave up. It was like you go from being one of the most well-renowned generals and hard-charging rhino and freaking some drunk-ass Russian and a driving a diesel. It wasn't. He wasn't Russian. He was a soldier. You said they didn't hear anything about him afterwards. No, they didn't hear anything about him. He was yeah. taken away. His name was He went Johnson. back to his we don't know if he was Russian or not. He was some specialist, I believe. They didn't even have specialist rank back then, at that point, I think. I don't know. Maybe he was a PFC. He was a lower-ranking guy. But anyhow, so this Johnson fella was drunk and hit him. And it could have just been a complete coincidence. And as I said... There could, something could have been knocked loose with the heart attack or something like that. We I did mean, not have hemorrhage that they didn't know about. Well, yeah, we didn't have MRIs. We didn't have the advanced screening that we have now, so they wouldn't have been able to catch it right away like they were with the 
you know, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, admitting, he's like, yeah, I did all this shit, you know. That pretty much makes me think it was, and he was close with Stalin or friends with Stalin or whatever. Well, he, he was wasn't. BFF. General Donovan was. So the, the head yeah. of the OSS was. So the, That's what I'm talking about. You got this but, guy admitting but, to the shit. And, well, Donovan didn't admit to it. But he, there was proof that Donovan paid Bazada $10,000. So Bazada was just a spy. He was just a... Bazada? Who the hell is Bazada? The guy who confessed that he was ordered to kill Patton. Okay, so we have the head of the OSS, which is Wild Bill Donovan. And he's the one whose BFF was Stalin. Yeah. Okay. So he is proven that he did spit give $10,000 to a spy friend of his or a special ops spy named Douglas Bazada. And Douglas Bazada then confessed everything. And was in Bill O'Reilly's book, which I did say some excerpts from it in the podcast. And his book's called Killing Patton. And it's extremely controversial, as he says in this article. But I did read parts of it, and so uh, from what I did read, I would recommend it, especially if you're into... Uh, Is there an audio version on Audible? Possibly. Most likely, yes. Um, but anyhow, so those are our two theories. Um, I think the, the Douglas Bozada, I think that... There's a possible the OSS that Stalin paid the OSS guy who then turned around and hired someone to do it. I think that's probably what happened, but we will never know. I mean, that's what he confessed to do, and there was some circumstantial evidence, but there was some evidence proving that. I mean, you got drunk private and I think who disappeared, <laughs> who hit him with a deuce and a half. <laughs> you got this... OSS General, who's BFFs with freaking Stalin. You got a guy who confessed to doing it and said the Russians were paid him to do it. Or asked him to do it, or whatever. Yeah, I'm thinking it was the freaking Russians. And we covered it up because we didn't want anyone to know the commies got patent. Right. And that's kind of what what we're seeing. That's why I wanted to cover this one, because, you know, we went with Forrestal, who... He could have been taken out by the commies too, but we were kind of both I mean, convinced hell, if it, that the it was true. Same thing happened to MacArthur right after the Pacific Theater ended. You can guarantee the same shit would probably would have happened. They probably would have covered it up. It like we don't want them to know. We don't want people to know that the Japanese actually got MacArthur. So well, I don't know how he died. I don't think his was as. Oh, um, he was forced to resign during Korea. I know that. I, I mean, know. He just died of old age. Oh. I mean, that very well could be the case. I'd, I'd have to look into it, but patents did come up as a military when I, I constantly do lots of Google searches and I, I try, like, to find things and I end up usually going down crazy rabbit holes and there's a story that I want to cover that happened last year in Fort Bragg that was really interesting that could be possibly a cover-up. We have one soldier's head, unfortunately, was found and then several months later, two soldiers. You know, that, uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I'm having a brain for it. The one that was found just last year? No, that was at Fort Hood. Oh. oh, I thought you said Fort Hood. No, no, Fort Bragg. Oh. 
No, no, no. This is this is a male, and he is just as head was found on the beach. And then several months later, in December of 2020, two soldiers. Well, one was a veteran, one was out, but he was a chief warrant officer when he was in. And another were found shot to death in the field, but they weren't in the field. Like, they were, like, at a field exercise site. So, that would be an interesting one to cover. Because it definitely could have been some kind of cover-up. And, as always, if you have any type of one that you'd recommend, I definitely say email us at murdermayheminthemilitary at gmail.com. And let me get my sources before I forget like I did last time. And I feel horrible about it, but I will post them. Uh, Warfare History Network. Uh, the Death of General George S. Patton by Peter J. Hendricks. The article. As I said, excerpts from the, from the Bill O'Reilly book that he wrote with uh, Martin Duggard by Call Killing Patton. So there are several excerpts from that. As I said, good read that kind of stuff. And an article from the DailyMail.com. Uh, it doesn't say the author, but... Oh, actually, for by Tate Delaloy. So all these ones, and as I said, I got some good pictures, uh, including the uh, his Cadillac after the accident. Pretty pictures. That so, is so pretty. Yeah. You can definitely tell that it was... Uh, they hit the front end. I'm surprised Patton was that fucked up. And the driver and that other general should have been fucked up. Yeah. And they didn't say what happened to his dog. I don't know. I'm just curious. If you know what happened to Patton's dog, I would like to know. Oh, I can Google that right now. Oh, apparently MacArthur died of uh, suspected uh, kidney and liver failure or something. Oh. Was he a boozy boozer? It was MacArthur. Probably. <laughs> He was known for drinking and smoking cigars and pipes. Oh. No, wait, it was pipes. Maybe cigars. I don't know. Alright, well, I'm going to close it up, and maybe we'll get another one as quick as we did with this one. As I said, I found the patent stuff, and I was real excited about it. I wanted to go ahead and, and release it. Maybe I'll find another historical one. I do like the historical ones because there's lots of information. Some of the newer ones are harder. That's one of the reasons I didn't cover that newer one just yet, because yeah. I want to wait like for more information. This, Willie was sent home to live out the rest of his life. With uh, his Patton's uh, wife and daughters. Oh, the dog? Yeah, he died in 1955. Wow. Told you I could Google that right now. <laughs> okay, so Willie is okay. Well, well not now, but he, he was okay well, from the crash. If he's okay right now, it's like he's a zombie dog and he's been walking around <laughs> for shit. Frank and Weenie. <laughs> Over 60 fucking years. Okay, so. That's 70 years. Alright, well now we're getting off track, and so anyway, we're going to close it up. I'm wondering what happened to the dog. I did want to know what happened and to the dog. And then like, he's okay. I'm like, if he's okay, he's a zombie dog. I meant he was okay in the crash. Alright. He's been walking around for freaking 76 years. Alright, we're going to close it up. Brains and flesh and shit. Maybe I'll find another historical one, maybe not, because there are so many stories that need to be told, and so many interesting theories, so... Uh, please, please visit us and send us an email. Maybe I'll get a website started eventually. Um, definitely visit the Facebook page. And, um, you know, if you have any suggestions or anything, please go ahead and, and just shoot me an email. I promise I'll respond. 
Um, that being said, all right, that's it.